Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode number 186, which we are recording on Tuesday, February 12th, 2019. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And happy Valentine's Day to anyone out there who celebrates. Oh, that's it's right. This Thursday, <laughs> February 14th here in the U.S., a date I'll never forget because my brother's birthday is Valentine's Day. So it has more than just that heart's meanings for us. Yeah. It's yeah. a birthday also. Yeah, my oldest son's due date was actually valentine's day and i still tease him i tell him that if he had been born on valentine's day i was going to name him valentino (laughs) (laughs) which is not true but i like to tease him that (laughs) it's better that they don't know the untruths sometimes because then you can hold it over them so what are you wearing today i am wearing a very warm sweater it is my Gathered Together sweater, which is a pattern by Hohi Locatelli that I knit back in March of 2015. I knit mine in a yarn called Derurum Natura Gilliat. And I can't remember if that is the yarn that is the recommended yarn or not. That I happens. don't think it is because no, it's a French it's not. yarn. Okay, it's not. Well, but Hohi always seems to knit... Oh, he knits very internationally. She does, absolutely. <laughs> I think that's a harder-to-find French yarn, though. Yeah, I, that's what I've heard. It's a worsted white yarn, and the sweater itself is a tunic-length sweater. I call it a sweater coat, an A-line sweater coat with sideways cables along the yoke. It's one of my warmest sweaters that I've ever knit, and I have it stored in my sweater coat box that I pull out to wear really only maybe a week or two out of the year. Is it really warm enough to wear this? And I'm wearing it indoors mm-hmm. at that <laughs> because often when I wear it, I'm wearing it outdoors. But right now it's cold, so I'm wearing it indoors. And I'm also wearing... A shawl that I made. Oh, I didn't write down the year that I made this shawl. But it was also a oh, while wow, ago. Yeah, yeah. It's called Dinner in the Eiffel Tower Shawl. And it's by Jesse Doddington. And I think it's probably about the same vintage as this sweater. And it is... The unusual thing for me about this shawl is that it is a DK weight shawl. And I knit mine in Madeline Tosh DK in one of my favorite colorways and it's which cold is? so i'm wearing them together one of your favorite colors this which is? color oh i'm blanking it is Logwood? um yes of course <laughs> i knew that but just in case someone listening didn't know that. yes it is the logwood colorway. <laughs> i bet you almost everyone was like it's logwood yes. it's logwood it's logwood yes i i kind of momentarily panicked there like a deer in headlights so two things how about you gail what are you wearing i too am wearing a hohi sweater coat today because like charlene said it's chilly and i've been wearing mine inside all day too which is rare i'm wearing citadel which is a very cableicious textured Aran weight sweater it's probably listed as worsted weight actually in ravelry but i used madeline tosh Aran e-r-i-n which is a heavy worsted to Aran weight i would call it And I knit mine, finished it at least, in November 2016. And mine isn't quite as tunic length as Charlene's. It's 
It covers the booty, but <laughs> not too much longer than that. And it has pockets and it has buttons and it just, it's delightful. And the buttons that I used came from my grandma's button box, which made oh, me really, nice. really happy. They're just little tiny blue plastic buttons that are almost the exact same shade of blue as the yarn. Yeah, so perfect. Makes me really happy. And it's such a snugly warm sweater. Just, it's one of those sweaters where you could just literally curl up on the couch in it and not even need a blanket because it just gives you yes. this giant hug. <laughs> so yeah, my Citadel by Hohe. And this is, of all the sweater coats I've knit throughout the years, this is hands down my favorite of all of them. Oh, I forgot to mention the shawl collar. It does have a shawl collar too. So it really, when it's chilly, you can pull it up higher around your neck and just be super cozy. So, <laughs> Citadel, I highly recommend it. So I have a correction. When I couldn't remember the colorway of this, the reason was because I wasn't sure if it was logwood. It's too dark to I be remember logwood, thinking, isn't it? I, well, I remember thinking that, no, it's not logwood, but it's something very similar. And the colorway that I have on my Ravelry project page is called Heucra. Oh, After okay. the plant. Got it. So another purpley, well, Heucra plants do look purpley. I don't think logwood plants look purple. Logwood plants just give purple dye. Okay. Is that correct? I'm not. I'm not hundred percent sure either. on that. Brooklyn. I'd have to. Yes. Well, <laughs> we'll ask Brooklyn. I'd have just... to look up logwood pictures. But anyway, this is Heucra. And so as I was saying, correction. logwood and looking at it, I thought it looks too dark to be logwood. So it's like logwood, but a few shades darker. And there's so much variation mm -hmm. sometimes with skeins. Yes. You could find one dye lot that's very dark and one that's not. So. Absolutely true. So what have you been stocking lately? First thing I am stocking is a pullover sweater by Katrine Schneider. It is called Big in Japan Sweater. And the reason that the word sweater is appended to that is because she had a t-shirt top called Big in Japan that was released previously. So this pattern she's added, I, I believe the only difference is long sleeves. There's probably, there might be a gauge difference too. I'm not sure. I didn't investigate because this is the one that I really like. It's got long sleeves. The t-shirt I think is knit with a silk mohair blend held together because it has a really fuzzy halo oh this one is too oh well then this one is fuzzy <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah i'd have to look at the t-shirt but the the sweater is knit with two laced weight yarns held together and one of them is mohair so i haven't decided what i would like to knit it with but i'm considering maybe trying a mohair i haven't had a mohair sweater since high school or college. <laughs> so that would be interesting. I think it, I, I really love this sweater. Let me tell you a little bit about it. It's a drop sleeve pullover. And if you've ever looked at the Winterfell cardigan, which is a pattern by Katrine Schneider that I knit last year, it has these diagonal lines across the front. And I believe on the pullover, the lines are on the back as well, whereas on the cardigan, the lines were only on the front. So that's an option. I might be tempted just to leave the lines. I would think as you leaned back, back in a chair, those would almost be annoying. I don't know. I have Princess in the Pea skin. So <laughs> I think that would annoy me. Yeah, I don't know. So that, and 
Let's see if she's got a... I can't tell from any... No, they are. At least the, the sample or the project that I'm looking at where you can see the back of the sweater, it does have the lines on the back. And actually, one of the really nice design features is that the lines, when they hit the sleeve, since it's a drop shoulder construction, the lines actually carry on to the top of the sleeve. And it looks like when they're on the back, they kind of meet so that they almost form an upside down oh, V cool. on the shoulder. So maybe I'd have to rethink that because that looks really it nice. Look neat, that's yeah. a nice little design feature. So who knows? But the Big in Japan sweater, like I said, uh, two strands lace weight knit together. I haven't picked a yarn that I would use for this yet. So maybe that's something to think about for stitches shopping. Who knows? Stitches is just a couple of weeks away. <laughs> so we're a not even two, two weeks. It's next week. It's next week. It's next it's week. It's seven, eight days yeah. from today. It's, oh we can gosh. now say that it's next week. <laughs> and we won't drone on and on about it for people who aren't attending and don't want to have the fear of missing out syndrome. But we're very excited. We are. And then the second thing I am stocking is another pullover sweater. This I one by Suvi Simola, who designed the 5200K that I recently redid. And this one is... Yes, another pullover. Those pullovers are just very popular right now. And this one is also a drop sleeve. And I guess I know what I like. Yeah. <laughs> but this one has a very rounded, curved, high-low hem like other Subi Samola designs. I really like that. A lot of people, when they have a long shirt, I've noticed they tuck in just the front. French tuck. Oh, is that what that, you, yeah. Okay, so you tuck in just the front. So this, you don't need to do that because you've got the high in the front, whereas the hem goes low in the back. And the sample was knit in a beautiful, beautiful yarn by Lichen and Lace. It's a single ply fingering, which I have seen in person and is really beautiful, really, really beautiful. The pink sample sweater on the pattern page, the yarn just pulls ever so slightly and it almost looks like stripes, but not not really stripes, just just this beautiful change in the color. Mm -hmm. I really like it. Really like it. It's a, a really lot. beautiful sweater. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. And the lichen and lace yarn, very, very pretty. Very, very pretty. And then the third thing I am stocking is a hat. It's a cap by Wooly Wormhead. And it's called the Camden Cap. And I can't remember if we've stocked this before. Have you made this I've one? I've knit this before. You've yeah. knit this one. Yeah. Okay. And did you like knitting it? Either I actually knit it or I didn't because the brim calls for a plastic liner to keep it shaped. And I never oh. wanted to attempt that part of it. But that had been in my queue forever. Yes. I love that hat. So the reason I'm stocking this is interesting. I was driving home from work last week 
stopped at a light and the crossing guard was standing there on the corner. No, not nobody was crossing. She was just standing there and she was wearing a hand-knit cap with a brim. Mm. Now hers, the cap itself, looked like it was a feather and fan pattern around the cap. So I got home, I was trolling Ravelry, looking for as this exact cap, <laughs> as you do. Life. Must yes, find the pattern. exactly. And I didn't find the exact pattern. It, I, I was, wasn't close enough. It could have even been a crocheted cap, but it was definitely a hand-knit hat cap with a brim. And... Like I said, I did not find the exact pattern. I did not find a feather and fan-like cap, but I realized I had this cap in my pattern library. So, if you have it in your pattern library already, (laughs) maybe that's a sign. Knit from pattern stash. Yes, exactly. So, it takes one skein of worsted weight. I must have something that I can use. And I'll have to pull out the pattern and give it a read and figure out if that whole plastic insert Mm -hmm. thing is something I want to attempt. Or I wonder if it it really needs it. I don't know. They said to hold the shape. From what I remember, there might have been a template and you're supposed to cut out the piece of plastic to match the template and then you knit like a pocket and you put the plastic Um, inside the pocket and then I don't remember how it all came together if you seamed it and then stitched it to the hat I don't remember how it all worked but at that time I wasn't confident enough to try that I think that was when I was living in France okay I'll have to think about it what kind of plastic did she suggest I don't remember and that was the other issue I didn't know where to find anything like that the only thing I can think of that I would use would be one of those really thin cutting board oh you know those really thin plastic ones that are almost like a piece of cardboard Mm -hmm. thin that would be a possibility i almost wonder if you could use some kind of recycled plastic like from a lettuce container or something like that, although that, that might be would ridged, think. it might not be flat. Yeah, but that's true. But if you could find flat. a flat piece, yeah. I would think that would work well. Our salads at Trader from Trader Joe's that we eat when we're at Stitches, Those we should look at the container. Enough. The lids might be. Really? We'll have to look. We'll yeah. look at the pattern. We'll have to look. Okay. We'll let you guys know. <laughs> so, and I, I should look in the notes for what people have used because hopefully some of the projects will list that so that is the camden cap by woolly wormhead how about you gail what are you stocking well like you just said a moment ago we know what we like and (laughs) i'm stocking two yoked colorwork sweaters one of them i'm stocking as of about two hours ago because i saw it on a podcast and Casapinka, the designer, was being interviewed and she was wearing her Acoma sweater, which I have seen before, but never really registered it until she was wearing it. And it's in bright, bright pink. And the color work is in white with, I think, some black. I can't remember for sure. But the color work is more lace, kind of like Zweig is, as opposed to a lot of interchanging of colors. 
and it's just stunning. So a coma. And then I went to visit, visit the pattern page in Ravelry, and there's a note that says pattern temporarily not for sale due to possible cultural appropriation by the name. So she's actually visiting the name because a coma is a place in New Mexico, I think, a Pueblo in New Mexico. So she's researching that name before she re- allows the pattern to be for sale again. So oh, that maybe wasn't, she's going to rename it? Perhaps, or mm-hmm. make sure that she's not appropriating right. by using that right. name. So I thought that was a really interesting result of the racism conversation happening in knitting right now. So what Gail is talking about is this conversation, ongoing conversation that has been going on started on Instagram and there was a little conversation on Ravelry as well, just about racism in the knitting community and racism in society in general. And that was Nani weighing in her opinion (laughs) on the whole matter. And we did discuss the whole subject on our Academy Award episode (laughs) in January and our personal feelings. So that again was A Coma by Casapinka. And the second yoked colorwork sweater is called Vaughn, and it's by a new-to-me designer named Dario Tubiana. He is an Italian designer, and I saw this from the Knitter magazine, which I'd never heard of, which is bizarre because it's been around for years and years and years. It's an Italian-slash-UK-slash-European, let's call it, publication, and you can get all of the issues online electronically and when I went to this particular issue which was the most recent I liked several of the patterns and it was only five dollars for the electronic copy of the magazine so I purchased that within probably two hours of seeing the pattern on Ravelry and this particular sweater is so me it's just a pullover color work yoke very little bit of color work it's not much and it has a funnel neck like Ease, and it has a little I-cord tie like Ease does, and long sleeves, no frills, no shaping, super simple, and on the I-cord ties, there are little pom-poms on the end. So it's just adorable, simple. Sounds totally you. It's totally (laughs) me, and it's knit in sport weight yarn. They used Rowan felted tweed. Okay. And I have some sport weight Quinson Company in my stash for the body in a light pink, but I don't have any contrasting colors. So I'm kind of thinking about that. And interestingly, I this was back in December, I think, near Christmas, during the Christmas break, I think, when I purchased the pattern slash magazine. And just two days ago, the designer PM'd me on Ravelry Mm -hmm. and he said something about, saw that you commented on Vaughn and wanted to say hi. And it's like, wow, that's pretty cool. Never been contacted by the designer before. Just for Out of the blue, yeah. And went and looked at his designs and they all are color work yoke styled designs. Just a really good aesthetic. I really liked it. So that's Dario Tubiana and the sweater name is Vaughn. And there's one other sweater I've been stocking. It's Times Square by Vera Valimaki, and it's a fairly new release. She and two other designers, Hohi and I don't remember who the third one was, all did a collection with Primrose Yarns, which are beautiful. Well, I've only seen them online, but even the ones I've seen online are just stunning. And Vera designed a DK weight pullover drop shoulder construction with lots of cables and pockets. It's almost like 
the Citadel sweater coat I'm wearing right now, only a pullover. And I would do it slightly cropped, probably like Cleo. And it's just really, really cute. So totally, again, my style with pockets and cozy and cables. And I just happen to have some sweater quantities of DK weight in my stash that are calling out for the perfect sweater. So that one is Times Square by Vera Valimaki. What are you knitting, Charlene? In my hands right now, I am knitting the Cooperish Cowl. It's a new cast on for me. I just cast this one on over the weekend. And the Cooperish Cowl is a pattern I've stopped before. It's by Katie Carroll, whom Gail and I have met in years past at Stitches West. And she sponsored lots of giveaways in our knit alongs. Yes. Katinka yes. Designs. And I have, or I did win this pattern in one of Katie's Instagram giveaways, which is really fun because you had to be, I think, one of the first five to comment or something like that. And that never happens for me. <laughs> I mean, the way that I see things on Instagram is usually days later and not my choice. It's just that they show you things randomly days later after people post them. So that was pretty exciting for me to win, win a pattern. Winning prizes <laughs> is always fun. Yes, exactly. So the Cooperish Cal is a pattern from October 2016. And I think it's been in and out of my queue since I've seen it. It's a chevron pattern cowl. So there's a center cent centered decrease and then it increases and decreases on the sides to create these nice chevrons all the way around the cowl. And I am knitting mine in a gradient set that I got from Dragonfly Fibers called Winter Woods Colorway, which is three browns and three grays. And I'm doing mine with from the darkest to the lightest brown, and then from the lightest to the darkest gray. I played around with those colors a lot one afternoon in all these different patterns to try to figure out how I liked it best and the basic dark to light light to dark was what I liked it's so <laughs> pretty too and I got this mini skein gradient kit last year at Stitches West so it feels really good to be knitting with it right before Stitches West yes, this year <laughs> Yes. So that is the Cooperish Cowl by Katie Carroll. Second thing on my needles is my O'Keefe Pullover Top by Bristol Ivy. And this one is a pullover top. It's not, I keep, I, I call it a top because it's, it though it is a sweater, it's not necessarily a for warmth sweater. It's, to me, it's more of a almost a long sleeve t-shirt kind okay. of top and it has laced inset triangles on the sides and the yarn that I am using is the Volmise lace I believe it's lace is what it's called in a dark gray and it's interesting because the Ravelry page for the yarn kind of suggests that it's a two-ply yarn which it is not I'm looking for my Ravelry page. Oh, it seems like it would have a lot more plies than it has, two. It has a lot of plies. I pulled it apart and I counted six. On the Ravelry page, it says two ply is knitted with needle size 
3.5 millimeter to 4 millimeter. Which to me kind of implies that they're saying the yarn is a two-ply. They don't really... It says two-ply yarn right yeah. there. Yeah, well, it, it, they don't really say this yarn is two-ply. They just kind of say, oh, by oh. the way, two-ply yarn is knitted with this needle size. I see. You could construe that either way. So, but why would you put it there? So I don't know if the yarn at one time, perhaps, was made in a two-ply base. But mine, I believe, is not a new skein because I acquired it secondhand. So I would think that it's not a new... I don't think they've changed the construction of the yarn. Okay. I'm pretty so darn sure they have not. It's not a yarn I'm familiar with. So if anybody is familiar with the Volmise lace, maybe you can give me a clue. But one of the reasons I bring that up is because in comments about this yarn on Ravelry, people are complaining about it a lot. And they say really? it is splitty, 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 splitty. Um. And, the you know, one of the reasons that they're going to find it splitty is because it has multiple these multiple plies. plies. Yeah. Because, of course, if you have only two plies and you're knitting it, there's fewer places for that to yarn split. to split. Mm -hmm. But if you're knitting with six plies, there's a lot more splitting that can happen yep. with six plies than with two plies. So I don't... I usually try not to criticize a yarn for being splitty because if something is six plies it's going to be splittier than a two ply yarn and you can use a less sharp needle to try to alleviate some of that aggravation I suppose so we'll see I do I I do see what they mean though when I knit it because I certainly find it easier to catch a single or two of those plies on my needle than I would probably if it were a two-ply. Okay. So it happens. It does happen. But it's an interesting yarn. I don't know if I would use it again, but it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so different than my experience because I loved it. You really liked it, yeah. And perhaps I will after the project is finished and washed up because it really creates a very smooth smooth soft fabric because you showed me your sweater mm -hmm. and I loved the way that it knit up for you I think for some reason I'm having trouble knitting it as tightly as you did and I'm not oh. sure why I'm having so much trouble I feel like I just keep getting looser and looser with it if I sit and knit for a while so I don't know. I'm not quite sure why that is. I keep trying to tighten tighten up my gauge, but that's hard to constantly hard to knit do, that yeah. way. Yeah. So, but the pattern is coming out good, and I like the design of the top. I'm I very much enjoy Bristol Ivy patterns in general. So Yay. that is O'Keefe by Bristol Ivy. And what are you knitting? I have two new casts on since we last recorded. In my hand is a hat, and the pattern name is called Graham, and it's by a designer named Jennifer Adams. It's a free downloadable pattern on Ravelry, and my mom turned me on to this one. On the last episode, I mentioned that my nephew asked me to knit two hats for him for his boss and his boss's wife, and I was procrastinating. Well, I 
asked my mom what hats she knit for Daniel for Christmas, and she said it was the Graham pattern. So I decided to use that one for his boss, and I'm using Cascade 220, and it's the superwash version in a really nice dark blue. And I'm on the brim, and I have probably an inch to go on the brim before I start the body. And the body of the hat is simply a broken rib. Two rounds over and over, gives a really nice texture, and I'll breeze through this. And That's then I picked up. No, it's not too bad. <laughs> I picked out a ponytail hat for the boss's wife, and I have the Cascade 220 in pink for that one, but it's not super wash, so that should be okay. They can hand wash it. Yeah. I shouldn't have to go out and buy yarn for it. No. <laughs> No. Either that or I have some Liberty wool, but who knows if she's going to like stripes or not. So, debating. So that is Graham by Jennifer Adams. My second new cast on is the Papa Sweater by the designer Junko Okamoto. And I stocked this, I think, shortly after Rhinebeck because it was one of the sweaters that was very commonly seen mm -hmm. at Rhinebeck. And this is a very oversized pullover that has a simple colorwork yoke that is similar to a child's drawing of big flowers. Think <laughs> four petal, big loopy flowers. And I'm using a sweater quantity of candy skein yummy worsted that I've had in stash for about six years in the colorway watermelon, which is a beautiful pink. And for the contrast, the flowers, I'm using Madeline Tosh Vintage in Onyx, which is basically black. So the flowers are going to pop against that watermelon. Yeah. So I got as far as starting the color work and I'm three rounds into the color work and the sweater has been sitting on my coffee table <laughs> in a timeout since Friday. So that's five days. This is the most interesting color work I've ever knit. The, the color work chart is 90 stitches long with little teeny tiny squares. And mm, the rough. pattern is not something that repeats because it's randomly drawn flowers. Right. Well, of course I knew that when I started knitting it, but I didn't think about how that would translate to mm. actually knitting the color work. So there are very long stretches of the pink with very few interspersed black stitches. And I need to put myself in a headspace where I can count, which often means wearing my reader glasses, <coughs> new thing for me. <laughs> I'm usually knitting it in the evening when my eyes are shot. So I decided what I'm going to do is write out each line of the color work chart, which is 50 rounds. And it's split into, you repeat this four times around the yoke. So what I'm going to do is write out, you know, X number of stitches of pink, X number of black for each line so that I can count them out in advance. And then I'm not trying to count squares and then count my stitches and getting off because that's what happened on the third round. I was off in one of the four sections. It's like, how did that happen already? Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to write it out line for line and hopefully that'll help me keep it straight. But I, I know I'm going to love this and wear it a lot when it's finished. It's really cute. It's adorable. I'm hoping that as you go along, the color work will be visually more obvious yes. more intuitive because you'll see the flower petals taking shape exactly i think you're exactly right yeah. anyone who's ever done cross stitch it reminds me of cross stitching because you start to see the pattern emerge in cross stitch and it's going to be the same thing i'll see the flowers start to develop and then it will be more intuitive where the black is supposed yeah. to be so i agree i think it will get easier i just have to get over that beginning that form yes. of the yes. flowers so yes. 
That is the Papa Sweater by Yunko Okamoto. And the third thing I'm still working on actively is my Bits and Bobs Blanket by Kay Jones, which I'm knitting for my granddaughter, Olivia, and my daughter and her husband. And I'm going to visit Olivia in March. I get to go up and meet her. I decided that March is when I'm going to go. All right. So I'm super excited. I had planned to have the blanket done before stitches to give to my mom, who was going to go back up to Spokane very shortly after stitches. Mm -hmm. But now my cousin, my cousin, my nephew who wants the hats is coming to visit from D.C., so now we've changed our plans, and now I suddenly have an extra month to finish the blanket. But the body of the blanket is almost finished. I have maybe 10 grams of yarn left, and then I have to do the applied I-cord border, which will take a significant amount of time. But it's getting close. Super excited. It's turning out absolutely beautiful, squishy soft, and I cannot wait to give that to them. It'll be a perfect little snuggle with your baby on the couch. Nice. I think we each have a couple big finishes this episode, don't we? A really big finish. <laughs> really big finish. I have finished my fading point shawl. Yay! Or not shawl, but wrap. wrap. Blanket. Wrap slash blanket. Fading point is a pattern by Hohi Locatelli. And I'm not joking. This is my big, huge, five-skein behemoth finish. <laughs> It is wonderful, but I have not blocked it yet, and I joke that it's the 12-foot shawl. It's not quite 12 feet. I think it's going to be it. They're long. They are really, really long. I think the finish, the measured size, let's see, does she have that? Like at least 72 inches, She says 88 inches long, and I'm really close. I, when I measured mine, I didn't laid out perfectly flat but i guesstimated that mine was 90 so yeah it's it's a biggie and i haven't blocked it and as i looked at it before we recorded i'm thinking i do i need to block this because i don't it's not like i need to stretch it but i just want it to be nice and flat and even so i have to figure out how i'm going to block it it has been too wet and cold to think about blocking anything here for the past two weeks. So blocking hasn't happened. I may soak it and try tossing it for a minute or two in the dryer just to see what that does. Maybe I'll end up trying to dry it laying over my dryer or something. We'll see. But it's it's huge. I'm not quite sure yet how I will wear it. That's my hang-up, too. Yeah, I need to look at some project pages on Ravelry, see how other people wear it. Hohi, in one of, well, in many of her pictures, she just has it draped over her shoulders, kind of like a blanket, and has it hanging down. So that may be just the simplest way to wear it, because it's taller than I am. Yes. (laughs) I haven't worn it out yet, but when I've worn it at home I've like triple wrapped it around my neck yeah yeah so we'll see it's beautiful I absolutely love it I love the colors that I used that was a big part of it because when I saw the kit that I purchased from Neighborhood Fiber Company it was gasp worthy I just loved the colors I loved the way the fade worked so beautifully together 
they told us about the dyeing, that the colors were actually done specifically for the kit, so they aren't colors that you can get in their regular spectrum of available skeins. They were specially made for this kit, so they're gorgeous. And I really wanted to finish this one for stitches, so I'm hoping to get it somewhat finished so that I can bring it to Stitches and show them. <laughs> yeah, that's a gasp-worthy F.O. too. It's definitely yeah. something you want to show off at yeah, Stitches. Yeah, I really love it. Really, really love it. So that is Fading Point by Hohi Locatelli. And what is your big finish? I finished my Zwieg, or Zwieg, still don't know how to pronounce that, by Caitlin Hunter. And I have not blocked mine either. It's been a really, really stressful month. And I just wanted to knit and I don't want to do any finishing work because that's not the part that brings me joy. So I haven't woven in the ends, nor have I blocked it, but I did bring it over for Charlene to try on. And what was your re your reaction? I want to make it now. <laughs> <laughs> so I did high contrast for the color work yoke. It's both color work and lace in the yoke. And the main color is Madeline Tosh. Oh, Twist Light was the base in Stormborn, which is a slightly off-white base with specks of all different colors of blue and some dark gray to black as well, and a little bit of gold and brown thrown in there. And then the color work contrast is Candy Skein in her Midnight Moose colorway, which is a beautiful jewel tone blue, and the contrast is striking. And the sweater was really fun to knit. Mostly it was mindless knitting once you get past the lace part of the color work yoke. Mm -hmm. And the rest is easy color work and then just straight up stockinette. Now, I did do some modifications. If you look at the pattern, the body, and I think the sleeves also, I'm pretty sure, have a textured stitch to them. That's right. And I just did straight up stockinette. I didn't want to bother. I just wanted to not think about it. Mm -hmm. And I also changed the sleeves. So the sleeves are very wide until you get to the cuff and then you basically decrease to half the number of stitches and you knit the cuff. And I didn't want a giant puffy sleeve. So I did sleeves more like my regular decrease mm -hmm. that I would normally more do. More fitted. Exactly. And they're not tight, but they are. No, they're not. Yeah, they're they're ma they match the proportion of my arms instead and they match the proportion of, of the, the sweater. sweater yeah yeah and there was some talk in our Ravelry group about how some of the finished objects they'd seen something about the underarm and I find that mine hits me exactly where I want it to and exactly where I try to do it in any sweater so it may have to do with the size you choose to knit I did knit, pick a size that was fitted to me. I didn't go with a bunch of positive with an oversized right. size. Yeah. If you went with an oversized, then that yoke is going to be longer and it will drape below your underarms and mine does not. So I'm really happy with the fit. And I just think this is a great sweater. I highly recommend the pattern. I highly recommend both of the yarns I used. And when I'm out of the doldrums, I will finish it mm -hmm. and weave in my ends and block it. We're going to have another week of wet weather. So it probably won't be this week, but Hopefully before stitches, because I'd like to, to wear it at stitches too. Yeah, I need to think about making one of those possibly you should, too. You I should. had considered making one, and I had noticed that there was somebody who had made a single color Zvig, and I really liked that one. And 
I also like the low contrast ones. But then when I tried yours on, I said, oh, wait, I really like the high contrast <laughs> ones. And now I'm completely confused. And apparently I can make it anyway, and I'll still like it. You can it. make multiple. <laughs> if you like it that much. So that is Zweig or Zweig is probably how it's pronounced uh, yes. by Caitlin Hunter. And I'm really, really happy with it. We would like to thank our February sponsor, Western Sky Knits. Western Sky Knits, we are the place for uniquely dyed yarns and fibers dyed in the big sky country of Montana. Here at Western Sky Knits, you'll find brightly dyed skeins, speckles, tonals, and solids, soft neutrals, and even subtly striping multicolored skeins. The palettes are always changing, and we strive to pick quality yarn bases that you will want to knit. We will be at Stitches West in Santa Clara this month, February 21st through the 24th. Visit us in booths 712 and 811 to be inspired. We'll have lots of new samples to see, new colorways, and for the first time, we are bringing Merino 17, a super soft 17-count Micron Superwash Merino base in DK weight. The 17-micron-count Merino has to be squished to be believed. Have you been looking for a hand-dyed tweed base? We'll have our unique hand-dyed tweeds as well. Be sure to look for us on the show floor. Western Sky Knits is a family-owned small business located on a fourth and fifth generation-owned cattle ranch. Through Fiber Arts, we celebrate the heritage and the colors of ranching in Montana. If you can't visit us at Stitches West, you can visit us online at wsknits.com. Thank you, Kim. I'll have you know we got in trouble from a fellow knitter because we talked about Western Sky Knits on the last episode, <laughs> and now she said she has to go to Stitches when she wasn't planning to go before. <laughs> so we were scolded last week. <laughs> and speaking of Stitches, our feature this episode is Where Are They Now? Stocking from previous years of Stitches. I kind of went overboard, didn't I? <laughs> well, these are, we decided to look up items that we have stocked previously having seen them at stitches west and then see what happened did we make mm -hmm. them did we not make them are we still stocking them do we hate them now i don't think we hate anything now <laughs> i <but> don't know <laughs> all right so i know i have more items than charlene does okay so, so why don't you go first okay so i actually looked at 2016, 2017, and 2018. And just a summary, in case I don't have time to talk about all of them, I there are 10 items combined between those three years. Four of them I actually knit, so almost 50% of them. Three more I attempted to knit, which I'll explain later. <laughs> so I would say seven out of 10 I actually either knit or attempted. And then the other three, there are reasons that I didn't. But I think that that is pretty darn good proof <laughs> that when I see something I like in person, in person the yeah. follow through is much higher than just seeing it in pictures on Ravelry. Definitely. Seeing something in person is empowering. It very. <laughs> and then you know, especially if you have a chance to try it on, because you'll find a pattern here that a lot of the things that I actually knit, I was able to try on and see on my body, yes. which is huge. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to start with 2016, and there were four garments that year that I stocked. I stocked the Mint Sweater, which is a cardigan by our friend Ann Ginger. I stocked Sans Serif, which is a cardigan by our friend Elizabeth, Elizabeth Doherty. 
I stocked Woodford's, which is another cardigan by Elizabeth Doherty, and I stocked Divi, which is a poncho by Jumper Cables. And guess what? I knit three of the four of those. <laughs> I knit all but Woodford's, and Woodford's, I bought yarn to knit it. Yeah. I bought the pattern. I started to knit it, and I realized I didn't have enough yarn. Oh, that's so I, right. So that's why I didn't knit Woodford's. That's right. And we just had a recent conversation with our friend Carol about Woodford's, because she may be knitting it, so... It's a beautiful, beautiful sweater. And I tried on in person that year, Woodford's and Sans Serif. So I tried them on. I knew I liked them. And I tried on Mint, too. It was at the Monarch booth, I think. I I also tried on Divi. I think that was at the Coco Knits booth. I'm pretty sure it was. So I think I tried on all four of them at Stitches that year. Hmm. And so that was 2016. I knit Mint in April of that year. I knit Sans Serif in October of that year. And then I knit Divi the following April. And I love them both. I just wore Divi the other day. Actually, I gifted Sans Serif to my aunt. But I let all the other two, Mint and Divi, are regular in my rotation of mm-hmm. things that I wear. So 2016, fabulous, successful year of stitches stocking. Very happy <laughs> with myself. So I didn't list everything by year the way Gail did. I picked a couple of items that I stocked, specifically one that I stocked back in 2014. Ooh, you went way back. (laughs) I looked at everything that I had stocked since we started the podcast, and then I picked a few things. So this was my Svalbard sweater, which is a pattern by Bristol Ivy. It's a cardigan. And I think I picked this one. I, I... clued into this one because I'm currently knitting a Bristol Ivy pattern. So the Svalbard was my first pattern, was my first Bristol Ivy pattern that I knit. So Svalbard was from Wool People Volume 6, published back in, let's see if it says, it says November 2014. I mean, excuse me, November 2013. And then I visually saw it in February 2014. And I could not, when I saw it on the list, I could not remember where I had seen it. Mm -hmm. So I went back to episode 57 and I listened to that section of the podcast this morning to see where, see what my story was about this sweater. And you and I had just gotten to the podcaster meetup on Saturday in the hotel lobby slash bar area. We were both starving <laughs> because we had worked at the Dragonfly Fibers booth that morning and we were starving. And I think you may have gotten up to get food or something. And I saw the sweater walking through the crowd And I saw it from the back because it has a very distinctive rib pattern that kind of forms a little heart on the very upper back, like right below the collar. And if you have long hair, you wouldn't even see it if your hair was covering the top right below the collar. But I saw the heart and I saw, like I said, I saw the sweater walking away I didn't chase after it because I figured it's stitches. I'll see the sweater again sometime. I never saw the and sweater how did you again. Figure out which sweater it was. Just from the little heart oh, pattern on the back. Okay. I never saw the sweater again, and I never saw the front. Okay, I remember you talking about seeing it, 
that but day. I loved it. Loved it's it, loved really it. Cool. And I had noticed it. I had noticed the pattern before stitches. So you were so on the lookout. I was, well, I, it's not that I was on the lookout. It's just that I think I recognized the heart. that little heart motif on the back. And so I love my Svalbard with the little heart. Making <laughs> little hearts with their fingers. Love the little heart on the back. I love the all-over ribbing. I loved knitting it. The sweater has fit well over the years, and the yarn has held up really well. I used shepherd's wool, which is not a, it is a regular wool, not a superwash wool, and it's held up really well. Minimal pilling, I would say. And I know that I inspired several other knitters at the yarn store to make this sweater too. One, one knitter at the store, I think made three. Another one made two. Wow. So it's been a popular sweater. Yeah. <laughs> and shepherd's wool, shepherd's wool is very affordable, too. It's a way. reasonable yeah. choice. It's an affordable choice. Yes. That's one of the things that I very much appreciate about shepherd's wool. And it comes in a, a huge range Lots of, of colors. colors. Yeah. Wow. Lots of colors. So many beautiful colors. Lots of colors. Yeah. So that was from 2014. So 2017, there were three patterns I stopped. I stocked Markley, another Elizabeth Doherty pattern, which I was able to try on in person, and I knit it the following September using Western Sky Knits Silk Single in Crimson Night, and it's one of my favorite pullover sweaters. <laughs> I keep thinking I'm going to knit another one, and I keep thinking I want another jewel tone because this, the Crimson Night is a deep garnet, beautiful, shiny yarn because of the silk content. And I keep thinking I want to knit another one in a jewel tone, but would that be a wise choice or not? So I go back and forth on that. But Markley stocked it, knit it, love it. <laughs> the other two, I didn't knit. Portage by Melissa Schwarzerary, if I'm saying that correctly. And I stocked that because I saw it on our friend Tamara who knit it. And it's a beautiful sweater, but I've tried to knit one of this designer's patterns before and found the pattern to be hard to follow. So I have so many other things that I want to knit that I decided to take that off my stocking list. And then the third thing were two color shawls. So I purchased a kit from Stunning String Studios that was designed, well, it wasn't designed for. They had a sample up of the trilinear pattern by Cindy Garland, which I had admired on Ravelry before. I it's, remember Yeah, that. it's a triangular <laughs> shawl, very simple, and it's striped in caution tape yellow and bright pink. It's such a shockingly beautiful, bright, in-your-face combination, and I just haven't knit it yet. I, mm. The yarn is sitting there. I know that I'd like, to, if I don't knit that pattern, I'd like to knit something similar, maybe more crescent-shaped, though. I, I prefer to wear crescent shapes, but I will definitely knit that into a two-color shawl <laughs> someday. So it's sitting there waiting to be knit. So I don't consider that a fail in any way. No. It's still something that no. I want to knit. Yeah, definitely. So what you call caution tape yellow and bright pink makes me laugh because those two colors are the exact two colors of very fuzzy, probably somewhat sparkly 
acrylic yarn that I used when I first learned to crochet. I and I made myself a hat. It was those two exact colors. <laughs> so I look at that combo and I I feel very fond towards it. <laughs> so maybe I should actually knit something with it so that when you, you see me wearing it, you can have flashbacks. Yes. Reminisce. Yes. So the next thing that I stocked, this is also from... 2014 oh wait actually the pattern is from 2014 I'm not sure what year I stocked this but this is the bare branches cardigan oh, yeah that is designed by Alana Dacos that's beautiful now this pattern is it's kind of an a-line jacket I want to say it is it's an open front sweater well it buttons it's you don't wear it open you button it in the front so it's a cardigan but it's the way that it's designed or the way the styling of it is more like a jacket sweater coat sweater coat yeah it's not huge enough to be considered a coat I don't think but mm, a line so maybe jacket coat yeah it covers a booty. Yeah. <laughs> and it has a gigantic hood on the back. And I love hoods. Mm -hmm. And the really fun thing about this is that underneath the hood, so that when you pull the hood up over your head, there's a tree motif under the hood. And it's like this little hidden tree under there. With the When the hood is just down on your back, you don't necessarily see it. And I loved this sweater when I saw it. It didn't hurt that it was knit in a nice lavender shade. That's right. <laughs> and she had it at the front of that booth. Mm -hmm. That whole year, the whole Stitches event. And every yeah. time we walked by. Ooh, yeah. Oh. Did you try it on? I did. I thought so, yeah. I tried it on. I loved it. And I kind of forgot about it over the years. And now that I looked back at it, I'm thinking, oh, I do still really like that. I do know exactly why I haven't knit it. And that's because I don't have anything in my stash or I don't have enough of anything in my stash. So I would have to really plan mm -hmm. because it takes more yarn than I usually purchase. It's knit in an Aran worsted, heavy worsted or an Aran white yarn. And it takes more than I usually purchase in that weight for a sweater because of the gigantic hood. Yeah. The gigantic hood is probably a, another couple hundred yards yeah. in and of itself. So it does take quite a bit of yarn, but I really like that It's one. really beautiful. I'm sitting here yeah. think, wondering if I have enough Madeline Tosh Aaron in my plentiful stash to knit that but I don't think I have that quantity in any single color either. yeah and that's exactly it so I need to really think about this because there are so many yarns out there that would look beautiful in this sweater and I really like it and I love not only Alana's aesthetic but all of her patterns I've ever knit I love them yeah. I just love to wear them I love to knit them yeah they're always the perfect amount of femininity and style yeah this one it looks like it just the front closures it's got three good size buttons on the front at the top and then the skirt part is open 
on her sample, but I think in some of the projects there are people that have put buttons all the way down. So I think I options, would, yeah. yeah, lots of options, but it's it's really sweet. <laughs> Very good desire. Okay, do you have some more? 2018, I stocked three calyx by Elizabeth Doherty, which I assume you're going to talk about. Your calyxes? No. Okay. Charlene, it was a huge success for Charlene <laughs> after 2018. You've knit two of them, yeah, correct? Yeah, I did. Yes. And I decided not to knit calyx because it's bottom up and I've never wanted to attempt to do the lace in a bottom up because it requires forethought. And when I want to cast on a sweater, I just want to cast it on. <laughs> so I have not knit calyx yet, but it is a beautiful sweater by Elizabeth that has a lace panel in the front, three quarter sleeves. It's just beautiful. DK weight. Yeah, I love it. It's really gorgeous. I also stocked the Polyhedra sweater by Emma Welford. It's a pullover that is raglan shaped and it has color work kind of around your waistish area where there's color work and then it shifts to a second color from that point on in the sweater. And I've swatched for it. I have the yarn wound up in a project bag with needles but then I got distracted by other shiny things. So I did start to work on that project and I'm going to use Blue Moon Fiber Arts Gaia Fingering, which is a gorgeous, gorgeous yarn. And I bought a light gray that has speckles that are kind of pink, blue, and yellow called Lunacy. And then after stitches, I mail ordered the same base in black onyx. So it would have a very high contrast. And that's the second reason I haven't knit it yet. It's actually designed for DK weight and I'm going to do it in fingering. So I have to do some math. I was gonna gauge swatch, do the math and then cast on. So I probably thought, oh, I have to do math. And then I said it down. <laughs> <laughs> so that's polyhedra, which I will knit someday. And it also pull over, it has A-line shaping too. So just the kind of style I like to wear. And then the third thing I stocked last year was All Point South by Casapinka. And I've tried really hard to knit this garment. So this is, quote, not a poncho, unquote, on her pattern page on Ravelry, but it's a poncho. It's basically similar to Martina Beam's Viajant, only not as long. And it has lots of different texture. There's, I think, a lace pattern and textured patterns. And it's three color. It's an oversized cowl. <laughs> yeah, oversized cow slash poncho. So <laughs> you could wear it either way. And I tried to knit it in three colors and found that the contrast wasn't high enough. So I pulled it out. I tried to swatch in a different third color. It still wasn't high enough contrast. So I put it all away until I found the perfect three colors yeah, of yarn. That's tough. So I really did try to do that one. So again, out of the 10 items I stocked, Four of them I actually knit, three more I tried to knit in one way or another, and then three I decided not to knit for one reason or another. So that's pretty that's high pretty success good. rate. Yeah. Pretty pleased. Pretty pleased with my stitches stocking. So the last one that I wrote down, and I'm not sure what year I stocked this, is a poncho slash sweater called Gale. And it's a pattern by Alicia Plummer. And it's an interesting garment because really it's basically two squares sewn together with a neck opening. And then on the sides, you 
don't have to sew part of it because you leave part of it open for the sleeve openings. And I really liked it. I was able to try one on and I remember I liked it. But uh, ultimately what stopped me, and I know exactly what stopped me, I couldn't find a bulky yarn that I wanted to use. And I couldn't find a bulky yarn that I could afford because I remember this one was knit in a, let's see, it's Merino Bulky from Swan's Island, which is a beautiful yarn. I totally agree. Beautiful yarn, but it took eight skeins. Each skein was $32. I yeah. looked it up and the yarn has since been discontinued. So you can probably, now you could probably find it on sale or you could probably, I don't know. I don't know if there's something else out there. I'd have to look and see what yarn ideas were on Ravelry. But I do remember that it was cost prohibitive I remember that as well. for me because eight skeins at $32 each was is 256 which is too much yeah. for me. <laughs> wow. You can get lots of sweaters worth out of $256. Yeah. yeah. So that one didn't work out. And bulky yarn can add up very quickly yeah. when you have to buy a lot of skeins to make a big garment. Yep. So I was never able to find, like I said, something that I wanted to use that was cost effective for me. And Alicia Plummer did later come out with the Gale Light version. That's right. Yeah. I should look at that one now. I tried to knit that with my Finn DK oh. that I got from a farm on the East Coast. Yeah. Yeah. And I did not like the way it was knitting up. So hmm. I abandoned that one. Yeah. So I don't know, honestly, if that's one that I would revisit. I remember liking it when I tried it on, but when I look at the pictures of the garment now, hmm. it doesn't doesn't excite me as much. Yeah. So <laughs> it's probably one that I'd have to try on again and see. Because like I said, it, it's basically two squares or two rectangles sewn together. <laughs> And then there have been so many new shiny patterns since yeah, then. So. Yeah, yeah. But it's really cute in the pictures. and So <laughs> so overall, both of us, our stitches stocking has been incredibly successful. Yes. And so, I can't wait to do some I more. I know. I was just thinking the same thing. <laughs> so we'll be there in, what did we say, eight days approximately. Mm -hmm. And we are going to do the same thing we did last year and do a little daily summary at stitches so everything will be nice and fresh and if you haven't listened to our post stitches episodes before we don't focus on the things we buy and leave you with you know purchasing envy we talk about <laughs> the things that we've seen that we want to knit so it's all oriented around cool patterns or the patterns we think are cool yeah anyways. so yeah that's our focus and can't wait and can't wait to see anyone who's going to be there if you're there please do say hi to us and that's a wrap for stitches. Stitches stocking. Stitches stocking. Yeah. And if you are there on Saturday, please stop by the hotel bar and say hi on Saturday afternoon. Yep. There will be a lot of people there. Yes. <laughs> Many podcasters and everyone is a fabulous knitter. Many of our friends will be there. And it's just a really fun way to chill out for a little while Absolutely. in the afternoon. Yes. All right, and Nani's ringing her bell. That must be a sign. <laughs> <laughs>
so much for listening. I hope your knitting is cooperating and happy knitting. Happy knitting. Bye. You can find our podcast on iTunes at Yarniacs Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com. We have a friendly and engaging Yarniacs Podcast Ravelry group. My Ravelry name is Knitter Ninja Shar. Gail's is Gailey Whaley. You can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs or on Instagram at Yarniac and at Gailey Whaley. 